Soon you guys can have a seat. Thank you. A big hand for the band. I felt like I was part of it then for a second. I was about to uh, start singing. It's like, Camby, can we put on the auto-tune? So it was good. So how is everybody going? Everyone had a good week. Beautiful weather outside. Um, last night, um, I, was, I was about to come and, um, and talk this morning. I was preparing last night and I was actually just feeling a little bit queasy within myself. It wasn't nerves. I just actually didn't feel well. And I was like, well what happens if I call in sick? Like, do I call up in the morning? Like, you guys know what Ben's like. He would be like, nah, you got to come in. Like, I was like, do I get a doctor's certificate? Like, what, you know, Ben would have been looking through it to make sure it was authorised. Like, he would have said, look, you've called in sick. Like, it's time for you to call in well, 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 don't come back. So, but I'm here. I, I, I sort of got up and drunk um, about half a litre of lemonade, but I feel okay. I feel really good and I feel fantastic. So, welcome to City Church. I want to, um, you know, thank everybody for coming. And, and as, I, as I said last time I, I talked, it's sometimes just getting here is a win, right? We all go through stuff. We all have difficulties in our weeks. And sometimes just getting into the building or switching on online is a win. And I want to thank you so much for just coming this morning. And I want to give a shout out to... Um, City Church and the band and everyone that made the album possible. I've been listening to it in my car on Spotify and absolutely loving it. It's fantastic and I just think this is a start and it's the spark of something that's going to be amazing and um, pretty soon we'll be saying Hillsong Who and uh, it's, this, this isn't recorded, is it? So, but yeah, shout out to uh, everybody that's been involved and every single person that's behind the scenes because... You guys have seen that, but there's a lot of work that's done, like, and a lot of work that's done behind the scenes. So this morning, guys, we've been doing a series, and I'm speaking on sharing your faith, sharing your faith this morning. I'd have entitled this message, Mess into a Message. And I'm just going to pray before we start. So God, I just thank you that we could all, all freely come here this morning, God, God, I pray for each and every single person here. I pray that where they are, if they're going through something, God, that you would comfort them in Jesus' name. I pray that this would be a word in season. I pray you would touch people's hearts and they would feel stirred to go out and share their faith and to talk to people about you. Jesus, I thank you for who you are and what you're doing in us. And everybody said, amen. amen. So my first point in mess into a message is that we can all share. We can all share. It doesn't matter who we are or where we're from or the amount of talent we have. We can all share. I guess we use a bit of a Christianese, you know, like talking in, in church. And one of those things we talk about is witnessing. But what it actually is it? What is evangelism? What is evangelism? It's um, the act of preaching the gospel with the intention of sharing the message and teaching of Jesus Christ. And why is that important to us? Well, whatever we choose to call it, Jesus instructed it at its core. It's called the Great Commission. Evangelism is sharing the good news of salvation, forgiveness, and grace. And without those things, we'd all be lost. Without hope, without a saviour, we would have to endure the consequences of sin and death. So we're all familiar with the Great Commission, but I'll just read it because 
inessential. It's what we're called to do. So then the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And he saw, when he saw them, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go out and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything. As I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always until the very end of the age. And what I love is that, um, you know, if all of us that are here that can, like, have got breath in our body, we've got a, a voice box, and even if we can't talk, we can still share about Jesus. And I know that everybody's got different talents. If we look around here, we've got the drums, we've got the bass guitar, we've got, you know, um, well, that's a normal guitar, isn't it? We've got, you know, a, uh, we've got the piano. We've all got different talents. And some of you might, mightn't be talented in these things. You mightn't be talented in other ways. You know, some of you might be able to mow the lawn, you know, like, you know, those lawns, that they're the envy of the street. And you just drive past them, and you're like, oh, my, they're just absolutely green, absolutely perfect. And the guy's out there just standing in front of his lawn, loving it. Some of you might, like, have a talent of being able to listen to people. Some of you might have a talent of being able to, like, you know, have a fantastic driving record of, like, completely, like, all your demerit points. I don't have that gift, but I wish I did. But all of us have different gifts. You know, I look at it and think that, you know, there's a quote here that says that you're the only Bible that some unbelievers are ever going to read and your life is under scrutiny every single day. What do we learn from, what, what do people learn from you and what picture of God do they see? So in my life every day, I work as a family therapist. Um, I actually, like, if we're giving praise reports, I actually got a um, promotion this week, so I was excited. So... I was uh, I went up against fifty people, and um, it was pretty good. But luckily, I can talk a good game, so I, I, uh, I that, that helps a lot. But I, um, you know, I, I see families every single day, and I see families in crisis. And um, I was just thinking about talent and um, the different talents that we have, and. Um, I saw a family um, this week, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and um, they got, I guess, given to me, and they're an Islander family, and they had, um, not obviously for confidential reasons, I won't go into everything, but there was a lot of crisis, there was a lot of stress, there had been a lot of domestic violence, and dad was in prison, and there's been a lot of stuff that's happened with that family over the course of, um, you know, many, many years, and um, I was reading about this this one kid in the family who was pretty old and, um, you know, he was a late teenager and he had been a lot of issues with juvenile justice, lots and lots of issues. And I thought there was so many stuff happened. I could see that this was going to be a difficult case for me to get in and start working in. And anyway, I, I went in and the, the first week I, I went in and sat down I'm trying to be friendly, I'm like, how you guys going, like, you know, trying to, like, give them lots of words of affirmation, like, talking to them about, you know, their life, and, the, and the, the, this, this one kid, he, and, I, and I mean, if you've ever been somewhere where you've got that feeling that someone doesn't want you there, he just literally was looking at me like he wanted to kill me, and I'm thinking, I'm, I'm sitting there, and he's just scowling at me the whole time, I'm trying to get through the counselling session, 
trying to get through the actual session with the family and he's just giving me that look and I went away from it and went, well, that wasn't very successful. And then the second week I went there and the same thing happened. He was just staring at me, looking at me. It wasn't working. I, I was sort of saying, look, is this working for you guys? Are you getting anything from this? Like, is there anything else I can do? Like, what, what do you need from me? And I was going away and talking to my supervisor going, I don't think I'm the right person for this. Third week I went, same thing happened. And then I just thought, you know what? The fourth week I go, I'm going to actually sit in the car and be mindful and just pray about how to best approach this. And I went in and I, I just started talking to the kid and just flooding him with as much praise as I possibly could. I started giving him so many words of affirmation. I was doing every single counselling technique I could possibly do with him. And I, suddenly I, I said something about music and he turned and goes, oh, do you like music, do you? And I go, yeah, sure do. And he's like, oh, um, who's your favourite band? And I go, oh, it's um, Blink-182. And he goes, okay. Um, and then he went into the room and he's got, he had a Pearl drum kit. He had, a, um, you know, one of those rolling keyboards and he had a guitar. And then he goes, oh, um, I'll play a Blink song for you on the drums. And he hopped on and played this Blink song, just absolutely perfect. And um, I was like, he goes, who's your favourite um Who's your favourite person on the piano? And I go, oh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of someone. If he goes, do you like Queen? And I go, I sure do. Even though like, I'm not a huge Queen fan. But he said, oh, yeah, what's your favourite song? I'm like, oh, Bohemian Rhapsody. And he's like, okay. So then um, he didn't really know the song, but he listened to it. Um, and then he went and played it, like uh, used his listening skills, played it like, again, note perfect. He goes, who's your favourite guitarist? I'm like, uh, uh, Jimi Hendrix, just trying to think of someone that pops into my head. So then he went and played a Jimi Hendrix song perfectly. And I said, man, what, what, what school do you go to? Why don't you go to a performing arts school? Like, you have such talent. Like, what, what, what's going on with you? And anyway, he's like, we're talking about it. And I could see he started to slowly, slowly, slowly shift. He was smiling. He was laughing. We were joking. And anyway, I said goodbye to them and it, what normally would have went, I'm trying to get out there in 20, 30 minutes. This is two and a half hours into it and we've walked to the car and this kid's huge. He's a big Islander kid. He's got big neck tats. He looks the part. He's tough. I've gone to shut the door and I've, I've shut it on him and he's like, he goes, well, when are you going to come back? And I go, oh, I'll be back next week. He goes, oh, you, sh you sure you're going to be back week next week? Uh, I want to talk to you about some of that performing arts stuff. And I go, yeah. And then I was about to drive off. I just started the car and he goes, oh, he goes, oh, I showed you all the stuff I can do. He said, what sort of talent do you have? <laughs> and I just go, well, you actually just saw it. And he goes, what do you mean? And I go, well, when I first came here, you didn't like me. You, you, you didn't want me to come. And what I did is like, I gave you like all of these Words of affirmation, I gave you all of this praise. You know what? Because I care about you, man. And I care about what happens to you. And I want your life to go from failing to thriving. And I could see in his eyes that there was a change. And you know what? At that point, he didn't care if I couldn't drum. He didn't care if I couldn't play the guitar. What did he care about? He cared how much I care. And when people know that you care, it's a pathway to be able to share your faith. So this second point, 
actually took me about three hours to come up with this point because I'm thinking, what do, you, what do you say here? But hopefully you guys like at this point. The second point is this, is remember that it's not up to you. It's not up to you. So a campus crusade for Christ founder and a lifelong evangelist called Dr. Billy Bright, great name, had a very simple and powerful definition for success. He said, successful witnessing is simply sharing Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit and leaving the results to God. That's it. Isn't that encouraging? If we have the opportunity to talk to someone about Jesus with the power of the Spirit, then you've already been successful. Luke 12 verse 12 says, For the Holy Spirit will teach you at a time what you should say. Sometimes, like I was mentioning before, we don't know what to say. When we're talking to people about Jesus, we don't know what to say. We can get embarrassed, we can get complacent, we can be apathetic. Sometimes I think the best thing to do is just gather your thoughts, take a minute and pray. So one of the greatest skills that I've developed, I guess, as a, as a family therapist, as a person, as a parent, as a friend, is um, a skill that he, I don't, you, hopefully you guys might have heard of this, and if you haven't, I definitely would have a, look, have, a, have a chance for you to look it up, is the area of emotional attunement. And that means basically being attuned to your surroundings. It's a form of emotional intelligence. So what is attunement and what do we need to know about it? So attunement is the reactiveness we have to another person. It's basically the way we form relationships. There's a doctor, um, Dan Siegel, who's similar to Brene Brown and um, Bruce Perry, do a lot of work in working with people in trauma. And he says that when we attune to others, we allow our internal state to shift, to come to the resonance with an inner work of another. This resonance is a feeling of feeling felt that emerges in close relationships. Basically, attunement is just knowing what's going on. It's knowing what's going on with people. So if you're at at work or you're at school or if you're uni, it's just picking up on what's going on with people. It's realising when someone comes to work and they're late every day that they might have something going on. It's if you're at school and or, or you're at uni and you're realising that someone's sitting on their own and they don't they're not doing well that you realise what's going on. If, if you see something in your friend or your family that something's going on, it's being attuned to that and reacting to it. One of the greatest paradoxes of the human condition is a question that we ask everybody every single day, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? How are you going? How are you feeling? It's something that we ask every, everybody every day, how's it going? How's it going? And we think that that question has importance and that question definitely does have importance, but one of the things that we do when we ask that question is we never expect someone to give an honest answer. We can develop our emotional attunement. And let's care about what is happening in people's lives. My third point is I've got let's be like salt, but I actually wrote to remind myself, I just wrote let's be like chicken salt because I think that chicken salt's a lot better than normal salt. It's like, um, well, there's something in that because we we're called to be like salt in uh, we're meant to flavor people's lives. So Colossians 4 verse 6 says, Let your conversation 
be full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know and have an answer for everyone. How many times has the Bible mentioned salt? The word salt in the Bible was mentioned over 47 times. And in Matthew 5, verse 13 to 16, it says, You're the salt of the earth, but what happens if salt loses its saltiness? How can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You're the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and give the light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So I look at SALT and I've got a bit of an acronym for SALT. I don't know if you might have heard this before when people are, uh, are sharing their faith or they're talking about God, but this is an acronym that I've known of for a long time and it's called SALT. So if we look at SALT as an S-A-L-T, the first S is simple and it starts with a conversation. If you guys look in your Bible, I guess it at G, how Jesus um, reacted with people, usually it was just him simply having a conversation. You know, in most of our lives, we're having conversations with people every single day. Whether at work, uni, wherever, we're having conversations with people every day. But let's sometimes remember and be brave enough to have conversations with people that matter. The A insult, so the S insult was, the A insult is ask questions. When we ask questions in an authentic way, people will know you care. I've got here that asking questions is the first way to begin change. The man who asks a question is a fool for a minute. But the man who does not ask a question is a fool for a life. The first step to receiving an answer is being brave enough to ask a question. I remember when I spoke a couple of years ago about are you okay, are you okay day? I don't know if you guys remember that, but one of the things that I I spoke about that day that resonated with, with, with some people and got some feedback is that people don't care about what you know until they know about how much you care. So the L in salt is listen. You know, listening for me takes time to actively listen, to, to sit and be present. And, and that's hard nowadays. I don't know if you've been places, you, you go out to lunch with people, everyone's sitting on their phone, everyone's scrolling. I do it myself and I'm constantly reminding myself to sit and listen. And that takes time. It takes practice. And there's a value in listening Listening is an important part of interpersonal relationships. When someone is listened to, they feel loved, they feel understood, and they feel like their feelings are validated. And it often helps us as a person to gain an understanding on who they actually are as a person. So let's listen. The T in salt, the last one in salt, is testimony. Stephen Furtick says that We get caught up and we believe we don't share what God is doing in our life because it doesn't seem big enough. It seems small. But you know, God uses small things. He used a small stone to take down a giant. And the small things in our life are the things that matter. It's about what we do every single day. And you know, like I think about our testimony and some of us mightn't think it's exciting enough. 
you know, I, 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 you know, you might have grown up in a Christian home or you might have like come to church and, and you, you mightn't share that because you don't think it's big enough. I'm here to tell you it is big enough. It's big enough to, to us. It's big enough to God. And God uses small things. You know, testimony is, um, it's a bit of a churchy word, isn't it? It's, um, it's not something that we really use out, out, outside of church, but, you know, it, it's a little bit of a, a churchy, well, we might use it in court, actually, <laughs> hopefully we don't, but, you know, testimony is, a, it's a bit of a, a churchy word, and um, if you're here today, and you're struggling through something, and you've got something going on, and things aren't quite right in your life, and, you know, things aren't going well in your relationship, things aren't going well in your work with God, things aren't going well at work, and things aren't going well in your personal life, I want you to tell you today that what God is bringing you through at this very moment will be a testimony that will bring someone else through. Do you believe that? God can turn a test into a testimony. He can turn a mess into a message and He can turn a trial into a triumph. And God can turn a victim into a victory. So I'm just going to pray, guys. I'm going to finish up. It was a short... Short and sweet message, probably a bit too short, but I'm gonna um, I'm gonna pray for you guys this morning and pray that um, you know God would touch you where you are, and we're just gonna get the band to come up and um, so God, I just um, I thank you that you're a God that um, can touch us where we are. I pray for everybody that's sitting here right now. I pray for the person of God that they are right now and the person of God that you're making him into. And God, none of us are perfect, and God. I pray that you would make our mess into a message in Jesus' holy name. God, I pray that we'll be able to go out and we would be able to boldly share our faith. God, that we'd be boldly share our faith to people in our workplaces, to our families, to our friends. God, I thank you we don't have to shout, we don't have to scream, we don't have to bang people over the head with the Bible, but we can simply ask questions in Jesus' holy name. We can listen and we can give people our testimony in Jesus' name. And I thank you for it. And everyone said? Thanks, guys. Have a great day.